Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On our episode this week, we will spend time talking about the idea of weight maintenance. On our episode last week, we spent time talking about the long-term consequences of yo-yo dieting. And so this week, we're going to talk about what it takes to maintain the current weight that you have, whether you like that weight or don't like that weight. Um, We know that after people have lost weight, up to like three years later, they may start to regain any of that weight that they originally lost. So I want to try to talk about some of these um, characteristics of maintaining weight for the long term. And we're going to talk about a different registry today that really modifies and gives us characteristics of what that looks like in terms of keeping weight off for the long term after people have originally lost some weight. So let's clarify a couple of things before we start the episode. What is weight maintenance in general? So it could be that you're in a place right now that you have a weight, whether you like it or not, that's been stable for a while. So perhaps you're doing things that is keeping you at a place where your weight is stable. So I would look at that because there may be some characteristics that you're doing that are working for you that um, are able to keep your weight where it's at, whether you like it or not, but you're in a place that you're stable. Um, you may have been someone who lost weight and have been able to keep your weight off, um, you know, for a couple of years, you may have, you, you may, it's just basically that you're not having a period of a significant weight change. And I want to talk about weight, like weight is one of those things that we, that I try not to focus on as a a barometer in terms of measuring your health, because really it's the behaviors and the characteristics and the consistency of what you do that's going to really help with your health. But I thought it was important to talk about weight because for many women, weight is what I think when we talk about our health, weight tends to be the first thing that a lot of women say, oh, I'm unhealthy or I'm healthy based on my weight. So I want to kind of break down some of the characteristics because I think that the characteristics that they found in these different studies is really important because that's really, no matter your weight, going to keep you in a place that will probably also help promote any of the health behaviors that you may be trying to um, to do so that you can reduce your risk of whatever it is you're trying to reduce, whether it's disease states or I think that tends to be a really big one for most people. So because of that, because we're going to talk about weight, we are going to talk about the this um, this registry. It's called the National Weight Control Registry. So I've talked about it in previous podcasts, and certainly you can find it on the internet if you just kind of type in a National Weight Control Registry. And I'll also leave that in the show notes if you want that um, if you want that link. But basically why I'm going to talk about this National Weight Control Registry is that it's one of the largest, it's one of the largest prospective investigations of long-term successful weight loss maintenance. So they have a whole bunch of people in this that have lost weight and they've been able to keep it off. And so 
it's been around for a long time. So it's been around since 1994, where a lot of the research at that time was really based on weight loss and not what it took to maintain that weight. And so what they basically do in this registry is that it was started to help investigate characteristics of what it took to maintain that weight. And so over time, as you know, it's at this point, it's been about 25 years that they've been gathering data. They've been able to really gather a lot of information and some of what they found at the beginning is a little bit different than what they found now. And so I want to tell you a little bit about who the participants are, and then we can go through and see kind of what their what the characteristics and their results are of, you know, over 25 years of research that they've been doing. Well, it's not really research. It's, it's really observational. What the observations that they found and the characteristics that they found in people that were able to maintain this weight for the long term, you know, in this, in this registry, it was observational only. So there was observing without any intervention happening. And what they would do is once they found out, um, because it was started by two researchers and they're, they're, they're now like, they're now like pretty well, um, renowned obesity researchers because they've been doing this for over 25 years and they have a huge group of, um, of people that they've been researching. So what they do is in, for the national weight control registry, they're just observing. And then, they end up doing studies later, um, then you can find their studies and other research that they've done based on what the characteristics that they found. So they took the observations and then they would do further research on it. And again, that research is on the National Weight Control Registry website. So the participants are, let's talk about who they are first of all. So over time, again, this study has been going on for over 25 years. So they've had you know, probably 10,000 individuals or more who have lost significant amount of weight and kept it off for long periods of time. That's the logistics of it. The participants are all over 18 years of age and they've all lost at least 30 pounds and they've been able to maintain that weight loss for a year or more. Now, we'll break this down it will break this down a little further, but I just one caveat is that this um, observational study is based on questionnaires. So anybody can go and say, okay, I've lost um, this amount of weight and I've kept it off for this amount of time. I actually used to teach weight loss and weight maintenance classes, and I would encourage anybody who um, lost weight and was able to maintain it to register um, for this site because it just provides information that can be used in the long term to help other people in terms of maintaining weight weight you know, weight maintenance. Um, but there has been research and a lot of the research is that, you know, people can maintain weight at the beginning for up to a year, even up to three years. But sometimes after that three year period, there's a huge rate of weight, um, of weight regain. So one of the things with this study this observational study is that, you know, is it long enough? Is a year long enough to really, um, 
tell us, you know, what's happening after that year. So what is essentially done is that at the beginning, um, these people can register, anybody can register. And then periodically, you are sent different questionnaires and surveys to really kind of characterize where you're at. And so I don't know how that works in terms of like, you know, if people have regained the weight, if that's, you know, if they're completing their survey. So again, this is all observational, but it does give us some characteristics, which I think are really helpful and which we'll talk about once we kind of know a little bit about who the participants are. So 96% of the participants are white. 80% of those are women. 55% of those have college degrees, and of that 55%, 29% have graduate degrees. So just off the bat, knowing that this may not be a nationally representative sample for the U.S., um, because the majority is women and white women in particular that are college educated. So this isn't like a random sample of people who try to lose weight. It's And it's not probably like the general population. It isn't the general population. So just like one caveat of that, because some of the characteristics may be different. And I just feel like if we're giving you information, we should kind of have all the information. The average women, woman in the study, remember this was 80% women in the study, um, was 45 years of age and currently weighs about 145 pounds. The average man in the study was 49 years of age and currently weighs 190 pounds. So what they found in this registry is that these participants have lost an average of, and this is all quoted from their website, I'm, I'm reading from their website, have lost an average of 66 pounds But one thing that's really amazing is that they've been able to keep off that weight, this average, for five and a half years. This, the website also wants you to know, though, that there's a lot of diversity in that number. So the weight losses have ranged from somebody losing 30 pounds to up to 300 pounds. The duration of weight loss has been very varied. So some people lost weight rapidly. It could have been a year. Um, and some people, it took them much longer and as, 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 you know, may have lost it slowly and for over, over as many as 14 years. So there was no, um, time period. The time period was different for everybody, which I think that's pretty important to note, um, because it doesn't. I think that's really helpful to note because it doesn't have to be, it's not a one size fits all solution. None of this when it comes to health or weight is a one size fits all solution. It can be at any point in time in your life and it can take as long as a couple months to a couple years. What they found that, which I think is really important to know, is how do they lose the weight loss? Well, 45% of the participants did it all on their own. And 55% lost weight with the help of some type of program. So if you, you know, I think that's just really helpful because it's, it's, it's nice to know, like, how did they do it? Did they start out on their own? Did they, did they use a program? Again, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just basically what works for you. And it shows that everybody is different and what works for one person may not work for somebody else. So we're going to now talk about some of the common characteristics that they found. And I'll tell you, it's nothing profound. It's stuff that we talk about here all the time. But 
it's important to note that we all, for the most part, most of us know what to do, but few people actually achieve the health goals or the weight loss that they want for the long term, which is why it was really important to have this registry because they could really kind of dig into like, what makes this person different? What did they do differently that other people can't seem to do? Well, here's some of the results. What they found is, is that most of the participants had some kind of, some kind of change in their life that for whatever reason made it, you know, more meaningful this time that they were able to be more committed. So the majority, like over 90% of the people that participated had previous failed diet attempts, which I think that's probably representative of most people. So over 90% had a history of failed diet attempts, but they had something happen in their life that they were able to be more meaningful and more committed this time around when they decided that they wanted to make this change when it came to their weight. It could have been some kind of diagnosis of a of a disease state or some kind of emotional event that started the entire process. Typically what they found, because now we're going to go into the characteristics, is that there was um, a combo of diet and exercise that happened. There was some people, but it was a very small percentage that just did it like by exercise alone. And that percentage was really small. It was like less than 5%. But the majority, and there were some people that did diet, but I think at some point, like exercise came into play. Um, And again, remember, this study has changed over time based on the results that they have. So they might be able to get more and more results, the more and more people that they're studying. So again, typically, there's a combination of diet and exercise, some kind of change had to happen in these ways in order to get to the goal that they were able to achieve, which was weight maintenance for the long term. So 98% of the participants report that they modified their food intake in some way. So what they found is, I'm going to kind of go through this, is that most people had a decrease in high fat and sugar um, foods. So that would be, I'm trying to think of high fat and sugar, that would probably be like your snack foods, like uh, like I'm thinking of like your pastries, your donuts, your cookies, right? That makes sense, right? Because that's probably what we all think of eliminating those things when we're thinking about our weight. There was a decrease amount in overall calories. Um, there was more meals that were eaten at home. There was the statistic that 78% of the participants ate breakfast every day. So it doesn't mean that if you skip breakfast, you'll gain weight. But I think it's important to listen to what your body needs. And I don't know what why that is. I don't know if those people woke up um, in the morning to exercise and maybe that's why they all ate breakfast. But that was a characteristic to note. Um, a lot of the participants were able to feel like they had a little bit more control of their emotional eating and that they were able to have these consistent periods where they were not splurging. So they found that, you know, there wasn't like 
hey, I'm like on a diet and then I'm going off and I'm on a diet and I'm not. It was basically, there was this consistency. So whether it was the holidays or not, they felt like they were pretty consistent on how they eat. Um, Some participants kind of ate the same things all the time, but it was that they felt like they had more control and that they were kind of doing the same thing most days of the week. It wasn't like a shift in eating a whole bunch of food, eating a little bit of food um, during the week. That was helpful for them. And one of the other things was that they tracked their food intake. That's probably the biggest takeaway here. Um, Because I think if you're feeling like you have more control of your eating and that you're having these periods of consistency without ups and downs and what you're splurging, you probably are going to be able to do that more if you're tracking your food intake. I personally like to track my food intake. And I don't think that has to be like calories, I think it's really important to look at what it is you're eating to be able to see if you are doing emotional eating. That's why I do it. Um, And I think it's important to kind of just have an idea of like, are you getting you know, are you getting the things that you really want? Like if you're exercising more, are you getting more protein? Are you getting your share of fruits and veggies? It's really easy to go back and look at things and not really to be aware. Like I'll put it in terms of like, um, like spending money, right? Like, unless you're really keeping track of money, you're not really going to be able to like in some kind of fashion, and you're checking in with yourself and checking in with your bank statement, we can make up any story about how we're spending our money. And so it's kind of the same with how we eat too. I think a lot of us, and again, I'm right in here too, that if I look back on my day, I'm like, oh, it was great. But if I really like go and do that little bit of deeper dive, I can see some of the stories that I'm telling myself, which may not be accurate. And so I suspect that being able to track the food intake is something that is helpful in terms of maintaining consistency and then also feeling like there's some control of any of the emotional eating that may be going on. So that was the first thing that they found. I think we're going to talk about four characteristics that they found. Um, So the second thing was exercise. So diet and exercise, again, there was a combo that that was seen. So 94% of um, people who lost weight reported that they and that they were able to maintain their weight. That's the big thing that so 94% increased their physical activity with the most frequently reported form of activity as being walking. So that's pretty great because anybody, well, not anybody, but a lot of people can do that. Um, And on average, 90% of the participants that were able to keep their weight off exercised or walked for probably about an hour a day. So they did some kind of exercise an hour a day. So we know that from other studies show that people who do some form of exercise regularly are more likely to keep weight off for the long term than those, than those who are inactive. The exercise doesn't have to be vigorous. And as you'll, as we just talked about, walking was sufficient to do that. So if you're in a place that you are trying to maintain the weight that you have, or even if you want to lose weight, walking is a great way to go because most people, especially if you don't have any financial resources, that's a really sufficient way to start. Um, 
one of the things that exercise I suspect is doing is that there is, you know, I think for a lot of women in particular, there is a stress response that goes on. And I think it's, it's hard to manage all the stress of everyday life, especially as a woman. And so I, I'm, I'm thinking, but I don't know for sure that exercise may help with that, that people may feel like that there's some kind of outlet for stress management and reduction. And maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's why the participants feel like they have more control of their emotional eating and that they're able to be consistent is because they're doing exercise most days of the week. Um, you know, the goal here, these participants are doing an hour a day, but I would say the goal is for 30 minutes most days of the week for weight maintenance. So what we know for people who are able to man their, maintain their weight outside of this study is that they do some kind of exercise 200 minutes per week. So that's about, you know, 30 day, 30 minutes, seven days a week, or however that looks like that you can fit it into your schedule. So we know it's 200 minutes per week and that it's done consistently. Um, uh, one thing to note though is that Initially, when you're losing weight, you may need to stay in some kind of cal. You, most people are in some kind of calorie deficit, and that's how they're able to lose weight because you're you're there's something going on. Um, but as you get to a, a place that you're maintaining your weight, you slowly want to start adding calories back in to to so that you can maintain that weight and so that you're not having further weight loss. And so. Um, one other thing to note is that depending on what kind of physical activity you're doing, you may need to increase your overall calories. And so I just want to, this is not a one size fits all. It's, it's just basically about characteristics of people. And there's, you know, there's people who are trying to lose weight, which is different than maintaining weight. So typically with weight maintenance, you, you may be doing a little bit more calories than you did with, with trying to lose the weight in the first place, because now you don't want to continue to lose weight. You're kind of in a place where you've been able to maintain your weight with whatever activity you're doing, and you may need to increase your calories with that too. Um, the third thing, the third characteristic that we'll talk about is that there was some kind of self-monitoring that was going on. So in addition to um, the diet and exercise component of it, there was self-monitoring. We, I did a whole episode on self-monitoring, but in this study, in the National Weight Control Registry, 75% of the participants weighed themselves at least once a week. So weighing for them was the mechanism that most people did in this particular study to track their progress. You can do any self-monitoring. I've worked with lots of people who don't want to get on the scale. It's very traumatic for them. And I understand that. I don't, I'm kind of the same way that if I get on the scale, it if I don't see the weight that I want to see, it can really detract me from doing the behaviors that can get me there. So you just need some kind of self-monitoring that you're doing which is why I like to kind of write down what I'm eating because that's my form of self-monitoring. So if weighing yourself weekly does the same thing to you that it does to me, then it doesn't have to be weighing yourself. This is just what 75% of the people did. And this was after they lost weight in their weight maintenance phase. So I think that's the more important thing to know is that 
these behaviors didn't stop once they lost the weight. They continued to keep doing the same things. They continued to kind of have an idea of what they were eating. They continued to exercise. They continued to monitor. So whatever that looks like for you, whether it's like you monitor what you're eating daily and your emotions involved in it, whether it's you monitor how much exercise you do um, and kind of have an idea of how many minutes you work out a week. Um, If that all seems like too much, then maybe it's you just kind of monitor where you fit in your clothes and you start to notice if you start taking weight or that your clothes aren't fitting you the same way. Just something that you're not completely turning a blind eye to, you know, what's happening in your body. And the fourth thing and last thing we're going to talk about is TV watching. So we know that in this registry, 62% of the participants watch less than 10 hours of TV per week. And so we don't know if that people are, you know, starting to work out more and watching TV less, but we know that people who watch more TV um, tend to gain more weight and and especially when it comes to weight regain, there's a higher risk of the higher amount of hours that you're watching TV, the higher it is the risk of you gaining that weight back for the, um, for you know, not maintaining that weight and actually gaining that weight that you may have lost back. In the States, there is an average TV watching of about 28 hours per week. So think about it. These people that are, you know, maintaining their weight for the long term, they're watching less than 10 hours a week, where the average household in the US is watching TV 28 hours per week. So that's about an 18 hour difference. So I'm suspecting they're doing other things during that time as opposed to watching TV and maybe exercise and, um, you know, maybe exercise is, is what it is they're doing. So the four characteristics, just to sum it up, was there was some kind of modification to food intake. There was an increase, a pretty high um, number of the participants, 94%, were Um, doing some kind of physical activity most days of the week. They were number three, doing some kind of self-monitoring and number four, really a reduction in the TV watching that they were doing. So why I wanted to talk about all these things is because I wanted to kind of give you the takeaways in this is that there is no one size fits all um, and that difference, different methods work for different people. Again, this sample is not representative of the sample population in the U.S. and probably isn't of other countries either. And so I don't know, like I suspect that some of the things that are in here probably could work that you could extrapolate and use in different populations. And they're probably the the four things that I mentioned, eating less, exercising more, monitoring, and um, watching less TV. And one other, so let me do the takeaway. So it's not one size fits all. Um, That consistency matters in all of this. This is what was able to keep weight off for the long term. And that these people did it in some really specific way and sustainable way that worked for them. So for you, I want you to start thinking about eating and exercising in a way that is sustainable for you because you want it to be something that, you know, can be maintained forever. And so if you're doing something right now and you don't think that you can do this for the rest of your life, well, how, how, how sustainable is that for you? You don't want it to be something that it's a trend that you feel like you keep failing at. 
and you want to feel like there's something that's more of a balance for you. You know, again, I think this varies from person to person. I've I've talked about this before that I did this weight management um I did this weight management class and it was basically how the participants lost weight at the beginning was they would drink shakes. Now and the shakes were calorie controlled, right? But in order to maintain weight for the long term, those like people aren't going to be able to drink shakes for the rest of their life. So the people that were the longer term um, successors of doing it were able to then start to eat other foods, still keep the shakes, and then over time get off the shakes and do, um, and just do the eating part of it. So if you are doing something that maybe isn't sustainable, I would say to like give yourself like a good year to have some kind of support that you can transition off of um, whatever it is you're doing that might be more fat related into more sustainable, um, into a more sustainable way of eating that will work for you forever. And, and noting that slow is okay. Like this is why on this podcast, we talk about progress over perfection because any amount of weight, like I'm a very slow weight loser. And so I want to, you know, know that that's okay. Slow is okay. In this study, again, it took people anywhere from a year to 14 years to lose weight. So even small amounts of weight loss is going to result in a positive health change for you if you are in a place that you need to lose weight. And I think the most important thing in all of this is that if you lost weight, and you want to maintain that weight loss, that it's possible, right? So like to give you hope for that, but it does require ongoing behavior change. And so for anybody, even if you're at a weight that you don't particularly love, if you're in a a stage that you're maintaining that weight, then you're doing something pretty consistently that you're you're doing something in terms of behavior change that you're able to maintain that weight. And so the good thing for you is if you want to lose weight, maybe even tweaking one small thing now, which is what I always encourage you to do, that over time, if you practice that consistently enough, you'll be in a weight that might be less for you than you are now. But that once you can maintain that, you know that it's just adding these small behaviors in one at a time and that over time you'll get to where you want to be. It may not be fast, as fast as you want it, but you may get to the goal that you want. So just knowing that weight maintenance is possible, but it requires ongoing behavior change. So whatever you're doing to lose the weight, you have to probably do some of that for the long term. And so that might look like some kind of monitoring for you. It probably will look like some kind of monitoring for you. It will probably still look like that you're participating in some kind of physical activity, that your diet looks and the composition of your diet looks very different than before you started, you know, um, losing weight. It might mean that you're not watching as much TV and it means that you're probably doing some kind of self-monitoring. And knowing that if you start to notice that you're increasing your TV time, like slowly over time, that that's going to increase your risk of, of gaining that weight back. At least in the studies it did. Um, and that if you want to have a different result, you need to do something different in terms of how you are eating and how you're spending your time. And that all of this when it comes to 
um, health. It's not meant to be something that's a diet that you follow. It's meant to it's meant to be something that's consistent that is consistent and sustainable for the long term because the behaviors don't change. There's just modifications along the way, but the basic gist of the behaviors and the changes that you're going to make are going to are going to be forever and they need to be sustainable. So the emphasis I think on all of this study is focusing on those four behaviors and the consistency of those behaviors. So for you, I mean, kind of explore some of the things that you're doing right now that are going to continue to contribute to the current lifestyle that you're doing or vice versa. And then really starting to think about what are some small changes that you can make to be where you want to be. Um, And the emphasis again is just being on consistent. If you're not in a place that you can you know, make any of these changes, then just start by being consistent in one thing today. In this National Weight Control Registry, there's also some success stories in there. And I think some of that, looking at that, can be really motivating because the the gist of it is that some of those four characteristics are the same, but they're very different in terms of what their background is. And you can see in those success story that the the big thing here is the consistency and there was no right or wrong way everybody just kind of did something that worked for them now I will tell you in those success stories that there are some people that are very extreme in terms of like oh I don't eat sugar and I don't eat this that's not how I practice um and I don't really know that that's helpful um and you know in one of these things in this registry that it doesn't really account for is that it doesn't account for if there's any disordered eating that's happening, which is probably pretty prevalent um, when people are trying to lose weight or able to maintain weight. So, you know, if there's any anorexia going on or if there's any like, again, any kind of um, disordered eating, it's not going to be captured in these questionnaires. So just kind of take that with a grain of salt. If you're looking at any of these stories, some of them are very extreme and, um, you know, and so it's meant for you to like be encouraged, but not to be extreme because you're not going to be able to maintain that for the longer term. So it's meant to kind of, if you look at those success stories, really just kind of look at the pieces of it that we talked about and that, that it can be practiced over time and to really, um, really put the emphasis on the consistency because being consistent, no matter how slow it is, is going to be able to get you to where you want to go. So I hope that this helped kind of explain a little bit more about weight maintenance. I feel like it's something that most people don't really talk about and there isn't a lot of research, although there is more research now to really explore it. But again, this registry has been the most studied, um, you know, but also knowing that there is disordered eating that's not, that's not captured in this questionnaire and that it it may not be it is not a representative sample of the of the majority of the population but you know just kind of knowing that some of those four characteristics that we mentioned probably do hold true that you will have to probably do a, a diet of combo of diet and exercise kind of monitor what you're doing in some capacity and reduce the amount of tv that you're watching so Thank you so much for listening today. I encourage you to explore, again, one thing that you can do today to contribute to whatever lifestyle it is you're trying to achieve and practice that one one behavior over and over again until you feel like you can be consistent with it. And then once you feel like you have a little bit more of a handle on it, add something back in. And knowing that 
any change, no matter how small it may seem to you, that practice consistently over time will get you closer to where you want to be in terms of meeting your health, wellness, and self-care goals. I thank you so much for listening and please share this episode with anybody um, that you think would benefit from this information. Have a great week and I will see you guys back here next week.